Moving is obviously never like the best, right? You know, it's, moving is like packing up, relocating from one spot to the next. There's never a best time, but I was telling Kim there's definitely a worst time, and I believe it's around Christmas time. And so we have started this transition around the worst time, um, and it's just the way the cookie crumbled. And so, but we're excited to be here, and we're excited that you are able to join us. So. Many things we're trying out this Sunday. We got Carl, like, we don't have a lot. We're just, we piece to get, get together sound today so you can hear me. Um, next week, we'll have our kids' service and stuff like, like that as we were able to pull more things in and to set it up. Uh, and so you can expect it to just be a different next week. And Phil will be here next week, um, and some elders will be here next week as we have our grand opening. And so we're going to try family news. I believe it's going to work. And so here we go. My name is Louisa, and I'm the executive assistant here at Willow Park Church. Here's your family news for this week. First of all, welcome to our new location. We are so excited to be starting the new year here. Don't forget, next Sunday, January 16th, will be our grand opening celebration. We hope you'll invite all of your friends and family to join us for this special service and lunch afterwards. Our 21 days of prayer begins tomorrow. We'll be spending the rest of the month of January seeking the Lord for our families, our church, and our communities. There are many opportunities for us to gather as a church family to pray together, including an online prayer time every weekday at 7 a.m. On Wednesday, we also have a prayer gathering at our Rutland location from 9.30 to 11 a.m. And don't forget to sign up on our website for our daily email prayer devotional, which will start tomorrow morning. Kids Club, our midweek program for kids in grades kindergarten to grade five, is starting here in Lake Country on Wednesday, January 19th. Registration is now open online. Finally, our upcoming Senior High Winter Retreat for Youth in grades 9 to 12 is happening at Pines Bible Camp on February 18th to 20th. Learn more and sign up today at cahoots.ca slash arctic. That's all for our family news. Have a wonderful week. Hey Amen. Thank you, everyone. You may be seated. Um, just a couple announcements, and then I just have a short message uh, for us, and then we're just going to have a little time of prayer after. Uh, first off, for those who are wondering about Kate Nickel, you might have saw my email wondering how she is doing. She is at home and she's doing well. She's recovering. And so the whole family is doing well, recovering also. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for thinking of them uh, when it's a tough time for them. And so they are home, recovering, doing well. So again, thank you for your prayers. For those who made meals, thank you for making meals and sending them to her. Uh, it's great to hear this wonderful news that she is at home. So. First Sunday here, you've walked around, you looked around. Uh, just let me give you some details of maybe like like where are things gonna go, like what time frame do we have in this new space? What, what does this all look like for us? And so obviously we get this on Sundays, and so um, yeah, and so we get this on Sundays. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. She is my communicator. She makes me look good when I don't look good. So, anyways. Um, 
We get this on Sundays, obviously, from, uh, well, our Sunday mornings. And then we also get it every Sunday night, uh, this space. And so from about 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock, we have this space for uh, prayer meetings, for if you have a small group you want to meet here on Sunday nights. We get this space Sunday nights also. We get it on Tuesday from the afternoon to the evening. And that will have time for youth or small group. They can meet here. Then we have it on Wednesdays uh, from the afternoon to the evening. Uh, and that will be kids clubs and things like that. And we also get it on the Thursday once a month for our Good Friends Fellowship. And so we're going to have lots of time in this space. Uh, also, if we want to add something, there's room to add something and uh, have that conversation with adjusting our contract. And so... Lots of opportunity for ministry to happen out of this place. On a Sunday, what are these rooms going to mean? What does it look like? Well, actually, so we are going to have this room back here. I'm not sure if you checked it out. This is going to be our storage space so we can store our sound stuff, some of our kids' stuff, our materials. We can keep it all there. And so, yes, praise the Lord. Um, and so you might have came in. You saw the trailer here. Eventually, we're going to bring that trailer here once all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed with the contract. And we're going to unload that. We're going to see what we need and what we don't need. Uh, we might not even need to keep that trailer here on site, but there's a, a spot in the back that it could stay if we do need it, uh, but it might not need to be here. And so that means there's this big, long path along the back. Some of you might have parked there, and some of you were like, how are we going to fit all of our parking in here? When that trailer is gone over there, you'll be able to park all the way along the back here. And even, they said you can park on the side of this road here too, outside. And obviously, we've got an enormous amount of snow. And so uh, it's making it a little bit uh, interesting as we figure out parking and stuff like that. But it'll look clear when there's less snow. And then we'll have that idea of like, oh, yeah, I could park here. And so, um, yeah, so the, the rooms, these rooms right here to my right, your left, uh, there's a nursery space for the young ones. And then we have uh, the room in the back left corner will be where our kids will gather to have their time together on Sunday. And then they can break off into some, excuse me, into some rooms on the side here that are kids specific and do their craft and things like that. And then also the fellowship halls where the youth will meet on Sunday morning. And then, uh, yeah, so there's lots of a different space for us to kind of have here on Sunday. So you'll see each Sunday as we get more situated and settled into this space, the space will begin to look a little bit more different um, than it does today. More signs, more things up, more directional. We've ordered a bunch of signs for the inside and for the outside. And so I know these banners, they're spectacular here, like, but uh, you know, we'll have banners that look specifically for us. And so not that we don't want peace on earth, but we do. Um, but we'll just have some Willow Park Creekside banners. And if you're wondering about this baptismal tank, it does work. And so I'm looking forward to baptisms, and so if you know, if you want to be baptized, this is a baptism call right now, and so uh, let me know, and we will have a baptism service, and we will tr test this puppy out, and it's not about testing it out, it's about you being baptized, obviously, and um, yeah, and making that public commitment to the Lord uh, for everyone, so I have a short 10-minute message for you, um, yes, oh, Prayer buddies. My wife's not just sewing me stuffed animals. She's going to come up and announce, make an announcement. So we are doing with 21 Days of Prayer, but we want to involve our kids. And so kids, I think most of you that are in here, there's a few that haven't. You can grab a prayer buddy. And we have a little certificate of adoption, but it's not just for fun. We, you know, um, Jeremy had mentioned the nickels, and we've had some other people that were sick over Christmas. And it was a lot. 
and we were carrying a lot. But my kids prayed, and I got to just partner with their prayer. And kids, there is so much power in your prayer because you just trust in a way when adults, we overthink everything and we put all these conditions and all this other stuff and you just pray and we need you and we need your prayers and we need to learn. Jesus even says like, we need to learn to pray like little children. And so we want you guys praying over the next 21 days and then hopefully it's built that habit and you continue with your prayer buddy. But there's a paper giving some ideas of what to pray for those days. Um, you can do it with your parents or you can do it by yourself, but I encourage you to do it. That's what they're there for is to help remind you don't need this to pray, <laughs> but it's that reminder. It's that visual reminder. Oh, I have to do my prayers. So maybe you put it on your pillow. And so then at night you realize, or you stick it on your kitchen table, which every parent will love, but then you remember to pray. So that's what it is. We really want to encourage you. And I want you to pray big prayers. I want you to be brave in your prayers. I want you to... Yeah, us parents, we need to partner with you because you guys have amazing prayers and amazing faith. And so I just want to encourage you, and we will have them out there for a while. And then we are going to just kind of ask if you, something you've been praying for, and if you've seen that answer come about. I remember we talked about sometimes the answers aren't the way we always want them to look, but that God does hear our prayers and that he will answer them. So that is what that is about, parents. And also when it comes to the clubs, we're so excited to be able to host it here and have it ourselves. But we do need kids to come out and we do need uh, adults to help run that. So you could sign, I think volunteers can even sign up online as well. So thank you. Awesome, thank you. A couple of things that popped into my mind as you were speaking. Um, as we venture into this new space, uh, obviously we don't need the trailer anymore. Thank you all those wonderful individuals who hauled trailer very early in the morning, who looked after the trailer. John Baxter for many years looked after the trailer to make sure everything was running well on it. And so, and then we had Barry, Jeff, Stan just started for you a couple times. And so, you know, he's probably happy after that first two times. He's like, oh, I'm glad this is done. So, um, but thank you everyone who did that. With this new adventure comes just even new ways of um, how, we can serve and so as we continue to map out what this new space looks like and how it looks there's gonna be new opportunities to serve and so uh, we love your help don't worry it won't be 7:30 in the morning sh shoveling out a trailer so you can haul it so uh the last thing is is as we recognize you know covid and we're still in the midst of this um, next sunday as you come all the kids they'll just go directly to the kids space to have their time um, there right from the beginning they'll do worship and stuff like that and so it leaves more space inside here for adults and things like that as we have our kickoff so that'll be for our youth and for our kids next week you can just head straight there before service uh, or when service starts so that's it that's all i got all right message quick message sermon here um we've just be we're beginning our new series uh called rhythms and what a great way to start the year uh and this this series is just about exploring spiritual practices uh to help with our walk with christ and uh like since tomorrow right is the kickoff of 21 days of prayer and if you haven't you can i would encourage you to grab one of these they're at the desk right when you come in it's the your three prayer points for the 21 days of prayer and something you can keep in your bible you can put on your bathroom mirror or wherever you know it's you do your most prayer i guess and so um i encourage you to grab that and fill it out and so 
what better way to talk about and kick off the series than talking about prayer? And I, this is the most important spiritual tool that we possess. Um, and there are some spectacular quotes that exemplify the importance of prayer. And so to be a, Martin Luther said this, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Corey Ten Boom says, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Max Lucada said, our prayers, they may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. And that really resonated with me this week. And as we adults, you know, kids just, they just go and they just speak and then whatever comes to their mind, they're praying it to the Lord. Adults, we try to, you know what, make our prayers articulate. And we try to say, you know what, the magic words or, you know what, use things that we think will make it better. But the reality is, it's not us who makes the prayers better. It's the one who we're praying to who answers those prayers and has all the power, actually. And so he just wants us to come to him. And so I'm going to read Luke 11. Uh, 1 to 7. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open that, your Bibles, real quick. Luke 11, 1 to 7. And it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him the bread, because he is his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. This is one of my favorite sections of scripture in talks of prayer. Um, maybe you've heard it over and over again. We've all heard the Lord's Prayer over and over again. Maybe you recite it daily. I don't know. But for most of us, we really know that prayer. And we've said it a lot. And so one day, here is Jesus praying in a certain place. And when he'd finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And this is actually one of my favorite sections of this scripture. That first verse where he's like, Jesus was praying, and the disciples were like, Jesus, teach us to pray. You might be thinking, like, Jeremy, why is that your favorite spot of that section? It's like the disciples just asked him, how do we pray? It's my favorite because throughout all the written interactions we have between Jesus and the disciples in the gospel, this is the only time that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them something. This is the only time throughout the gospels, throughout any written history of the disciples' interactions with Jesus, this is the only time the disciples asked Jesus to specifically teach them something. And so after all the times the disciples, they had with Jesus, everything they experienced with him, this is the something they wanted to learn to do. They didn't ask Jesus, like, you know, teach me how to do miracles. Like, how do you do that, Jesus? I want to learn, you know, what, how to do that whole water into wine thing. I think that would be a cool trick. Like, like, when you spit into the dirt, is there a certain angle that you spit into the dirt that makes the, the, the mud, you know, a miracle worthy? Um, they didn't ask him, you know, teach me to preach. Jesus, you know, is a three-point sermon better than a one-point sermon? Like, do you use uh, object lessons in every sermon, Jesus, or should it just say it once in a while? 
They didn't ask him, you know, teach me to teach. I don't want to, Lord, teach me to be a teacher just like you. They didn't ask him that. They didn't ask him, teach me how to evangelize. They simply asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And the disciples say that this is the most important thing to learn from Jesus. This is, they're saying, teach me this. They're saying, this is actually the most important thing I need to learn from you, Jesus. Because the disciples, they see through Jesus and their interaction with him and the time that they've had with him, that there's something that happens through prayer. And they want to learn how to do it. And so there are some things that we can glean from this section of scripture. And they might be three points, they might not be. But you know what, I didn't ever ask Jesus to teach me how to preach. And so uh, I'm going to go with a three-point sermon here. And so the one thing that we see is even though these disciples who walk closely with Jesus in the days of his earthly ministry, they actually sought help in their prayer lives. They walked with him, they talked with him, but they needed help in their prayer lives. They, Jesus, I need to learn more about how to learn how to pray. Because prayer wasn't something that came naturally to them. They actually had to learn it. Now this is even more shocking when you think about the disciples. These were Jewish men who grew up knowing the scriptures and hearing the scriptures and hearing the importance of prayer that was throughout the Old Testament. These were Jewish men who recited many prayers actually throughout the day. There was a prayer that they recited at daylight, at sunrise. There was a prayer that they recited at 3 p.m. There was a prayer that they recited at nightfall. There were prayers they recited at mealtime. There were prayers that they recited at the Sabbath, at Passover, and during worship. These were actually people who prayed consistently on a basis, but they still saw something in the way that Jesus prayed that they wanted to learn. They wanted to pray like he did. There's new, new surroundings, and so. They wanted to pray with a power, a passion, and an intimacy that they saw that Jesus prayed with. So which leads us to the second thing that we learn about prayer, is that they saw that this was the source of Jesus' power. See, Jesus was connected to something that gave him the ability to do what he could do, that gave him the ability to preach, to teach, to evangelize. And we see that when Jesus says, when you pray, in verse 2, he didn't say if you pray, he says when you pray, so Jesus, he knew that there was obstacles that laid ahead of the disciples and us as we pray. Because he knew that they would need powerful connection with him, with the Father, to make their way through this world. They would need a strong prayer life to keep them in a close, ongoing, personal relationship with him. This is what, and this is what Jesus was saying. You need to be connected to the Father through prayer, in order to go through this life, in order to experience you know, the preaching, the teaching, the evangelizing, and the power that you've even seen in myself. A prayer life leads to a powerful life. And one last thing we see from this uh, scripture that it teaches us is that prayer actually can be taught. They say, teach me how to pray. Teach me. One of the ways I pray is through the Acts model. I'm not sure if you've heard of this model. Acts is a, stands for A, adoration, C, confessions, T, thanksgiving, and S, supplication. And actually we see this in the Lord's Prayer, this model. And this is a model that we can reflect and use as a spiritual practice as we pray. We come to him with adoration. Then there's a sense of we need to confess the things that, you know, are really on our hearts, the things that we're struggling with, the things that, you know, we've done that we know we shouldn't have done, we need to lay them down at his feet. 
then we give him thanks because you know what the promise is as we do that? He is guaranteeing promises that he will separate those things that have been confessed far from us. And then supplication, we come to him with the things that we are really laying on our hearts, are really laying on our hearts. And so this is a model that we can reflect and use as a spiritual practice as we pray. Because we need a prayer life. Church, we need a prayer life. If we lack a prayer life, we lack a spiritual life. I've mentioned this before. If we lack a prayer life, we actually lack the power of God. I said once this, that where there's no prayer, there's actually no power. This is how we connect with the living God, through prayer. And we want to experience the power of Christ. We need to have a life that's connected through prayer to Jesus. And I, if we lack a prayer life, I can guarantee you we can feel that anxiety and stress they'll eat at us. It'll work. It will burden us. It will just feel like we are uh, just being sunken into the ground with the weight of the things that are on our hearts and our shoulders. Our intimacy, it starts with prayer. It starts with coming to Jesus. I'll close with this. You're probably like, wow, this is really a legit, like, 10-minute sermon. Like, this is like, I'm kind of shocked. And so, uh, but you know what? This, this day was more about coming worshiping together, experience this new place, kicking us off into our 21 days of prayer. Uh, and so this is what I want to close with. Right from the beginning of Jesus' prayer in Luke 11, he says this, Our Father. And then he goes on in Luke 11, and he talks about prayer, and he tells a story of a friend who came right in the middle of the night to ask for a loaf of bread. And because of his audacity, actually, the friend's going to get up and give him the bread. Because he was so audacious enough to come in the middle of the night to ask for bread, that he's going to give him bread. He also tells, as we continue in Luke 11, of a father, you know what, who, like, what kind of father would you see? Like, Jude comes up to me and he asks, you know, Jeremy, would you like, and he's like, Dad, can I have a fish? And I'm like, well, actually, let me give you this snake. Now that I said that, I'm sure he actually he would probably want the snake more, but, um, but in Luke 11, he says that. He's like, a good, like, who is like such a father when their son asked for a fish would give him a snake? He's saying, you're going to give him a fish if he asks for fish. And as we do that as fathers, how much more will our Heavenly Father give good things and good gifts to us as we come to him because he's so much better than actually we are as human fathers? And so what we see in Luke 11 is Jesus is showing us that prayer is simply this. It's about his children coming to him, and actually they have the ability to come to him. So we have this access to the Father that is so special and so powerful, and that if we use this tool well, then we will be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. So we can approach the God of the universe as beloved children, and we can say to him, Dad, I have a need. I need you. And the God of heaven who made every star and who sustains every atom not only stands there ready to help, but actually he delights to listen is what Jesus is saying. He wants you to come to him. He needs you to come to him. He said, they asked, teach me how to pray. And he recited some of the Lord's prayer, but then he started telling stories. And the reason he started telling stories was like, just come to him. Just come. Just come to him. Why? Because God is our Father. He is a good Father. He wants to connect with you. He wants to listen to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He simply wants you to come to Him. 
have this prayer life because he realizes the power in being connected with him. And so for a lot of us, we're going to enter this 21 days of prayer. And I encourage you, as we enter this 21 days of prayer, to write three things down. And there's so many resources as a church that we're giving to really engage in this 21 days of prayer. There's our morning prayer time, which will be online at 7. Um, there's going to be a devotional that you can get every morning. And I encourage you to sign up for that devotional on the website, or you'd see it in my email. And it just helps lead you and guide you in a time of prayer. And if there's things that you want to see in your life, happen in these 21 days of prayer, we encourage you to be connected to the Father. This is a great spiritual practice, the most powerful spiritual practice that we have as believers, and we need to be connected in using prayer as a tool in our walk with Christ, in our walk in this world. And you can recognize this. He simply just wants you to come to him. He is your Father. He loves you. We're going to come to him with things that we are like, Lord, I need your help in this area. And he will come through in those things that we recognize that, you know what, we're coming to him with. They might not always look as we thought they might look, but we're going to recognize it's better than ever we thought we ever expected it to be. So at this moment, Curtis and the team is going to come up, and he's just going to play softly. And I just want you to take some time as he plays softly and you can turn with your family and have a prayer time with your family and asking them the question, what do we want to see in these 21 days of prayer? What is something that we want to pray for? Or if you feel comfortable, you want to turn to somebody next to you and just like, how can I pray for you? What can we pray together for these 21 days of prayer? Or even if you want to pray for, as we as a church step into this next adventure, this next chapter in our church's life, you know what, that we would see the Lord move mightily and powerfully in this new space, that we see new ministries come together, that we would see people come to know the Lord, that this would be a fruitful season that we've moved into. And so I encourage you as a family, or if you want to pray with your neighbor, to take this time as Curtis plays softly, and just have a time of prayer. And then he's going to lead us in one last song. Oh, my mic is like down in my neck. And so uh, then he's going to lead us in one last song. And then that is our service. Leading in, Warren and Maureen, they've been here since the beginning, uh, before we even met at the theater, since the beginning of time. Warren, Posnikoff, and Maureen were present. Um, they prayed for this location over in Beasley Park. And uh, Warren's been on staff. He's on our lead team. And so... Like, what better way than to have warm prey as we enter into this new space? Thanks. I'll just bow your heads with me, please. So, Father God, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we do thank you for this, uh, for this opportunity for, uh, for a, a fresh start here in Lake Country. Lord, I do think back to, uh, you know, probably about 15 years ago when we first started meeting over at Beasley Park and uh, just in prayer for, uh, for a campus to start up out here. And Lord, I just, uh, I can't, can't even, I couldn't imagine at the time where we'd be now. Lord, this beautiful family that we have here, this, uh, the body of Christ that is your church, I mean, it doesn't matter where we are, it doesn't matter if we're in the theater, it doesn't matter if we're out at a park or here at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Lord, these people are your body and we are the church, and we just thank you and praise you and lift you up for that. And Lord, that as we're in this new space, Father, that you would work things through with that, that you would bless every part of it. 
Lord, that you'd bless our relationship with the Seventh-day Adventists. Um, Lord, that uh, there'd be no conflict through things that we would lift each other up. And we're just so thankful that they've opened their doors literally to us to come into their home. And Father, that uh, that, that blessing uh, would just uh, be repaid greatly. We thank you for that. And Lord, we pray for Kim and Jeremy. Lord, what a blessed opportunity it is for them to, to begin something new. Uh, they've come out, they were pastoring a, a church that was already moving forward in the direction that it was going, and they've come alongside each one of us here, and we thank you for them. But Lord, this new beginning is something for them to, uh, to really grasp a hold of. And Father, that they would just uh, take this and bring us to just the next level, that we'd reach out in the community, that we'd see this baptismal tank full, not with water, but with souls, Lord. Mm, yeah, so bless us as we move forward. And Lord, that we would just proclaim your name in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thank you all for coming this Sunday. There are still donuts and coffee over in the fellowship hall. Please take donuts home, um, eat donuts, mingle. Thanks for coming. Oh